Uh, can we start with your team news, if possible, please? And I'd just like, firstly, a bit of clarification on Jordan Rhodes. I know you said after the game at the weekend that he's going to be out for a period of time. Can you just kind of explain what he's done and how long he'll be out for, please? I can give you more or less the, the answer because uh, we know that he's injury, that he, we know that he had a problem in the, in the back. From he arrived to the precision, he was feeling some pain, but he could manage this pain with the, with the doctors and making normal trainings. But this pain didn't disappear, and the medical decided to make one scan to see better what was the, the reason of the back of this punctual or some moments of, of pain. The reason in the back of the, of the pain was that he had a problem in the bone of the, in the bone, in, the, in one of the bone in the, in the back. It's something very similar to Tofolo the last year. Then, knowing his situation that he has something very similar, we expect to, to don't have roads between the next two or three months. This is- how, big, how big a loss is that for you then? I know he's not been pivotal so far for you, but obviously he was going to be, wasn't he? He was one of your signings of the summer. You wanted to have an impact. We signed Rhodes for a reason. We signed, we signed him because we wanted to have one, one striker more in the team. And But are things that happen, and unfortunately this happened to, with Rhodes, and we need to be adapted to, to solve these type of situations. Does that change your need then over the next week of the transfer window? Would you like to add another striker now, knowing that he's going to be out for two to three months? No, I need to be focusing the things that depend clearly on me. And now in the squad, we have in Danny Ward and in Campbell, two players who can play in that position. So now, unfortunately, the last year we had in a different situation because Danny Ward was injured from the beginning of the, of the season. Now he's fit and he's playing the, the games. He only was missing the second half uh, against Preston because he couldn't compete, uh, continue uh, playing. But two days later, he was 100% and he was in the 5-7 of the team. So now with I need to be focused in the striker that I have, and we have in, in Danny Warren, in Campbell, plus in Coloma, player who can play in that position. What's the latest with Pipa and his ongoing issue? Pipa is going to have tomorrow one surgery. At the end, uh, the, it was the only possibility to solve his situation, his pain, uh, the pain that he had in the... In the in the thigh? Yes. No, here, in the hip. <laughs> in the hip, in the hip. He had the, the problem in the hip from long time ago. We will try to, I think, from the medical point of view, they will try to, to don't go to the surgery, trying to solve the situation with the injection. That was the normal, the first step of the protocol. But arrive from one moment that we want to solve the problem, the only possibility that we have right now to solve the problem. And the only possibility is the surgery. He will have the surgery tomorrow. And we expect to don't have him in the next three months. Oh, that's a huge loss, isn't it? He's such a key player for you, particularly with the way you play with your fullbacks. To not have him for three months is a is a real big loss to your plans. It's exactly the the the, the medical uh, the medical conclusion that they gave me right now. So. But something of the strength point for me of the team this year is that we have more options to play in his position. Now we are playing with Turton that is a player that have so that he had very good numbers in terms of the, the robustness to come play in a row because he's a player that the last year he was playing more than 3,000 minutes in the League One. It's true that was not in the Championship, but it's true that was in a competitive league like in the League One. Then 
and we expect to have uh, Aaron Rowe in the next couple of weeks too, that is a player that was playing the position two the, the last year, and between these two players to cover one, one position. It's true too that Aaron Rowe didn't do the precision yet, but like we have the international break, we hope that he can be working with the team in the international break, and with these two players, we need to cover one position. Of course, when we have people in the team, because we think that he's an important player, but now we need to be just focusing the recovery, and the recovery is going to take this type of time. And how has he reacted to the news that he needs surgery as well? He must be disappointed. I think the, the, the only focus of people will resolve the problem that he had. Uh, he was trying to solve, but was clear that uh, he every time that he came back to the trainings without feel enough pain before, after make one impact training or two impact training, he started to come back to the pain. And this is something that is very uncomfortable for the player too. And if the, the decision of the medical or the doctor is to make the surgery, it's because the only option that we have right now to do is that one. How much did Saturday's last-minute winner do for your side and the belief and the morale that your players have? A lot in this team and a lot from the add points to the to the table because we know how important it is to add points. And you have a great amount of points already, seven points from your opening four games, which is a fantastic number so far. How have you viewed this first period of the of the season? The performances, have they been what you've wanted so far from this first section of the campaign? I think sometimes you need to be very focused to, to compete the games. And, and so in literally, I know that the team is going to be find one level of harmony that allow us to, to attack more than to defense. But it's true that to get the winning of the day, we had to defense a lot because we only had the 30% of the of the time the ball and we didn't have the ball in the 70% of the of the game. So this number say to us how important it was to defend the other day in the game. And this number say to us that we need to be working a lot in this to get the team be a, a very solid team in defense if we want to get something positive in the games. Has that been the most pleasing aspect this season so far for you then defensively? Obviously, apart from the Fulham game aside, you have looked pretty strong defensively. was one of the needs that we had to solve from the last year to that one. I said from the, the, first, the first conference, the first press conference that I had with you, does improve the team in defence, that there are many, many ways to can improve, but improve the team in defence was something necessary. But the consequence of the improvement in defense cannot be to lose the dynamic of our attack. So now it's important to, to find always the good balance between attack, between defense, between defense well. And always you want to solve these type of problems <clears throat> from the at defenders, because it's true that if you analyze our line of uh, all the central backs, Matty Pison wasn't with us the last year, Liz wasn't with us the last year, Colwell, he wasn't with us the last year. And after uh, Turton, he wasn't with us the last year, or Ruffel wasn't with us the last year. So just analyzing the, the, the last line of the defender, but at the end, we know that how important is the, the work of the striker in the defensive model of the game, of the team, and the work of the goalkeeper in the start in the attacking uh, model of the team. So the defense is starting the strikers, the attack is starting the keepers. And we know that all of the players need to be very focused and concentrate to, to show a good level of the defense, because for me, we are not solid in defense always is more complicated to, to get any point in one game. There's only a week or so left now of the transfer window, so we only have to ask it ask you about it a couple more times now. But any further update or any change on the interest in your wanted players um, or the players that you're trying to get out, such as Benzer, I'm thinking, and, and Lewis O'Brien? No, everything continues the same way. Something that is positive because <clears throat> I know 
the effort of the club to, to continue don't lose any of our players. And I appreciate this effort a lot of the club because to continue having the, the squad for me is a good point. And always we are open to see we can extend the team or not, depending on what is going to happen, as like you say, in these seven days. But any type of update, we will let you know. But right now, there is any new, more than the news with people we wrote that I told you. Do you at some point have to say we aren't going to now let players go? Because the last thing you want is a transfer deadline day departure that you can't then get a replacement for in time. That would that would be very difficult for you, wouldn't it, moving forwards? Of course, it's not the best situation when you lose one player at the end on the last minute, but I know the, the effort of the of the club is that this situation doesn't happen. How about the next one then? How much are you able to rotate your side heading into a cup game against Everton? I think, uh, first of all, is to have the option to play with Everton is a fantastic opportunity for us to continue in the cup and it was exactly what we wanted and was our full desire. And that's why we put the game against Sheffield, the first game before to start the league, to come give a lot of attention to this competition, to come give a lot of attention to the league. And now is the first time that we are going to play one cup game between the league games. So I need to analyze all the full squad. I need to analyze which player needs some minutes. It's true that some of the players, for example, like Sinani, didn't have minutes in the in the league game because he didn't have the normal precision. He's going to be, he's going to be, for example, if everything was today well in the training, he's going to be one of the options in the first eleven. And then here we want to have more players that are part of the first team squad. And every first team squad need to be available to play in a type of game. So tomorrow we are going to play with first team players because we respect a lot of the competition. But it's true that at the same time, we are going to be playing with players that need to add minutes for the improvement of the of the of the team, for the improvement of the squad, and to increase options to go stay in the competition because we know that sometimes playing a role that we were playing against Preston or against Sheffield don't allow to all the players to come competing 100% because they don't have the friendly levels after competing a row. So now for me, have more option in the squad with players that we know that have the level of the championship is going to allow us to be stronger when we play a couple of games per week. And in the same way that you're doing that, Everton, I imagine, will do the same as well. How difficult does it make it for you to prepare when you're not sure which of their stars will be playing tomorrow night? I, I think that after you analyze one squad like the Everton one, I cannot tell you that they have many weaknesses points from the individual point of view. So I think that every player that they select uh, is going to be an important player because, because you know this, like if they play any of the options that they have, uh, is a good player and it's going to be a high challenge for us and a high, high test for us. So I cannot tell you what is going to be the predictable first 11, but I can guarantee you that tomorrow we are going to face a strong opponent. And what does it mean to you to be in the dugout opposite Rafa Benitez as well um, from a, a coaching perspective? How much do you look forward to coming up against someone of his ability and his reputation? It means a lot in terms of the he's one of the best coaches in the world. I'm from Valencia and his first title, his first important impact in his career as a coach was in Valencia in Valencia Football Club, so uh, he was winning the league in Valencia with one team that was not the, the favorite to, to do it. He, it was his first high achievement. And after he was playing the, the he was playing the high level of competition like the Champions League or the Euro Cup and making an amazing work. First of all, in Valencia, after he had the movement to, to Liverpool, 
And at that moment, he was one of the first Spanish coaches that were able to, to have a high impact uh, out of Spain. And, and he was doing, especially here in England, in one club like Liverpool, and he was achieving the, the Champions League. That was one game that I remember very well because they start losing the game. And after against Milan, I think was. And after they were winning that final, that was an amazing, an amazing game. So it's true that Rafa Benitez have so in all his background that he's one of the best coaches in the world. So he's going to make, of course, very difficult tomorrow the, the, the game. And now he's have one very good squad too, like he's his squad in Everton. So it's going to be one tough game, but we are here very happy to play this type of competitions. We want to continue in the next rounds and we know that it's going to be a high challenge. And we will try to go with all our strengths, try to see what we can do tomorrow in the game. Is it fair to say then he, he'd be almost a role model of yours, someone to look, look out for, someone to look up to, and other young Spanish coaches, I suppose, as well? No, I can't remember that when I started, to, he was having a lot of success at that moment in my town or in my city when I started to be coach. So he was one of the first Spanish big names at that moment. And I remember that we, I was following his videos, his training, his everything that he was doing because he started to have one impact. He's has degree in sports science too, like me. So like he was like one someone that was not only coach, was a sports science uh, degree. He had this level of knowledge because as a football player, he didn't have a, a lot of impact in his career. I mean, he did some, some good steps, but he was coaching very, very fast, some of the teams. He was coaching in second division Spain, but like I told you, the first step that he had in first division in Spain was a very important. He did a lot of impact in Spain at that moment. That's why after he started to build one career out of Spain too. So, of course, he was one, one reference not only for me, for many, many coaches at that moment, that coaches that we started or coaches that were working, of course, is, is an important coach in Spain. Thank you, Carlos. All the best tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Uh, Dave Hartrick, we'll come to you, please. Um, can I just clarify, uh, Aaron Rowe, you're hoping to have him back after the international break, was that? Exactly. He yeah, is working with the medical staff and we hope that during the international break, in some moment of these two weeks, he will come be working with the team. Brilliant, thank you. Um, I was just wondering how you, what what is important from this game for you? Is it to get a performance? Is it just to get some minutes in some squad legs? Or are you really looking to win this game and have a run in the cup? I think every time you go to play one official game, you, your desire has to be to go for the game because you know it's impossible to prepare one well one game. But it's true that we know the level of, of Everton. It's clear that they have a strong squad. They are in the Premier League. They are one of the important teams in the Premier League with one very good coach that we were talking. So we know that to continue the cup is going to be a high challenge. It's one challenge that is, is one of the highest that we are going to lead this year because we are playing against one team that is in another level than us. But we know this competition, we know that uh, our, our joy, we know what is our desire and our desire has to be continuing the competition, knowing all the difficulties that we are going to have to, to get this. But if you go to one game without be thinking on this, you cannot go to prepare any, any game. Um, I know you're, you're probably going to rotate the squad and you mentioned Sinani. I'm assuming Campbell might get some minutes tomorrow and I thought he made a massive difference on Saturday. Has he proved yet again what a 
really important part of this squad he is. Yes, he's a really important player. He was showing this the last year. He's showing this this, uh, this year in the minute that he's playing. I think Campbell is a player that needs minutes because still, I think, from the physical point of view, he's a little bit far of his normal conditions. And I know that Campbell is a player that needs to be physically really well to can impact in the games. But uh, I am happy with the performance in the balance that Danny Ward and, and Campbell can give to the team because for me, they are totally different type of players. I think the other day in the game, Campbell came to the game in one moment where the game was more open to make more, more to have more transition between defense and attack. And I think this situation allowed him to come make more impact. Danny Ward was playing the game when the team for me was defending more without enough options to counter-attack. And he was helping a lot the team to defense. But sometimes, of course, you want to see the, the striker attacking more than defending. But I think the work between both players was the other day uh, fantastic from this perspective because Campbell needs to be physically better, and that's why tomorrow he's going to be one of the starting players, because we know that he can impact the game more, and he needs to be in physical better conditions to impact him more. Brilliant. Johnny literally covered every single other question I've got there, so that's it from me. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Stuart Rayner, we'll come to you, please. Hi, Carlos. Can I just ask, Ole, you've only played one game in this competition. Has it already been a good competition for you because of that, that clean sheet and to come through the penalty shootout early on? I think the, I think the game against Sheffield Wednesday was a good game of the team because I was watching the team in many moments of the game, taking the control of the game, creating good chances in attack, making a good high press and being solid in the moment that we needed to be solid. So I like the performance of the team against Sheffield Wednesday. We didn't score, they didn't score that we went to the penalties, and I was, I was watching one level of a lot of personality in that moment to, to, to pass the penalties and to continue in the cut. That was exactly what we wanted to, to achieve. Then the first step was done, and in a, for me, in a, even if we didn't win the game, at the end we, we passed with, with the penalties, so for me, it was a good starting of the competition. Now, the game arrived in different circumstances, and now we face one strong opponent. We were facing Sheffield, who is a League One team, even if they have many championship team players for me, or players that can be playing in the championship, they are a League One team. And now we are going to play one, one team that is not League One. One team is a, a Premier League team, and one of the strong, for me, squads in the Premier League. In the first two games in the league, they have four points. So it means that they didn't have lost yet in the Premier League. So it talks, of course, about the squad. And I, I know that all of you know even more than me about how Everton is, how strong Everton is in the competition. But now we are going to face them. We are going to have one game. We are going to prepare that, that game like always we prepare the games. And let's see if tomorrow we can show a good performance because this is exactly what we want. Be focusing our performance in attack, be focusing our performance in defense, and try to see, try to make our best to, to increase the option that we have in this competition. And you mentioned there, you mentioned personality and solidity. Are they, are they the things that have pleased you the most about the, the start to the season? Because they were obviously issues last season. I think it was very important to, to achieve solidity in defence. You only can get this solidity in defence when you are solidarity in the pitch. And for me, we want to, to continue to be aggressive in two. Depend about the opponent, depend about our moment, depend about many things. We can be more aggressive or we can be less aggressive. And depend about how the game is working, because when you recover your balls close to your box, uh, you are not going to have many moments to win offensive to win offensive half. If you are not in offensive half, you don't have many moments to be aggressive in the pressing. 
But it's true that we want to be one team that be brave with the ball and trying to do things with the ball because we know that when we have the ball, we can create chances. If we don't have the ball, it's more difficult to create a chance. So we have two ways to create the chance. After we recover the balls using the counter-attacks, and I think was the way that in the last game how we created the chances that we had. Not many, but the only chances that we created, the few chances that we create, was chances after we recover the ball in our pitch uh, with the counter-attacks. We know that another option that you have to create chances are the set-piece situation. It's important that the team play more in offensive half to have more corners, to have more uh, free kicks that allow us to, to use the set-pieces. And the other way that you have to create chance is with your attacks from the playing out, from the building up. And this is an aspect that we are working to because, of course, for me, the team didn't show yet the, the way of the attack that we have to or we are going to try to, to show. But sometimes when you start to be fo more focused to play better, you start to compete worse. And we need to find the perfect balance between to play well and compete well. And, and do you think when Sinani is fit and fully integrated, he can add a different dimension that can help with that? I think Sinani is one player that is different in terms of the quality that he has. He can play as a number 10. He can play as a winger attacking more inside. So I think that is a, a player that can give us good options to the attacking of the other team. And it's important too that he add, it's the first time that he's going to play in England for some player feel more this change or another player doesn't feel this change. He was playing the last year in Belgium, so it's a different league than for me than the champions than the championship. But he had a good experience in international football because he was playing with his country. Then we hope that tomorrow the, the game helps him to improve uh, the relation with the teammates. That's something very important before you can perform well and help the team to, to make a good performance. Uh, can I just ask you as well about Nabi Zai? You've obviously made big, big changes defensively this season, but he's he's the one central defender who has stayed. What what is it that you you like so much about him and that he's he's brought to the squad? I think Sar was one of the most important players of the last year, and the minutes talk about this. He was the the left foot central back that especially in the second part of the league we we had or we used more because the other one was was Chris Lowe. But we were thinking that Kilo still had the, the things to improve or things to develop. That's why we decided to make the, the, the loan and he's doing a fantastic loan so far, even if he's close, but he's making a fantastic job. He's playing that this is what we need with the players that go alone, fight and have minutes in the team and you need to compete too because for us it's very important that they are playing minutes and they are developing them, themselves. So Sar was a very important player the last year. That is true that he was playing many minutes, many minutes uh, in the team. And I think the last year was a good experience for him to help him to, to improve as a defender. And for me, this is the, the, what is in his mind. I know that Sar is one very nice guy that always is thinking how to improve. Always he wants to be in the pitch. Always we want to be in the pitch training, making the trainings. And I think, of course, all the team is awareness about how important for us going to be to defend well to can have options to win the games. And just finally for me, um, is it fair to say that if the, if Pippa's surgery had happened, say, six months ago, it would have been an even bigger blow for the team? Do you feel like you're, as a squad, in a better condition now to cope with the absence of Toffolo recently, Pippa now, and, and other key players? It's clear that we, we 
had the, the decision in the market that we needed to add some players with more experience, with more minutes, even if it wasn't in the championship, enough minutes in, in the League One competition. That's why we were thinking that don't have one player that, like is uh, Rufus in the, in the left side. Uh, will decrease the level of the team. That's why we decided to bring him and to have with to follow two players to cover one position. And we did exactly the same with Pipa and Turton. We wanted to have the alternative of Pipa, the alternative of, of Turton in one of these two players, no? between Pipa and Turton be fighting for the right back uh, position because I know that the highest level of impact of Aaron Rowe the last year was when he was playing as a wing back or when he was playing as a winger. So it allowed me to think that I need to be working with the player in that position more than to play working with the player in the back position, knowing if everything works in the normal way of the of the squad without injuries. But in football, the injuries are part. Now, after don't have people in the position or roads, only some moments they arrive to a moment of decision where they have injury and we need to solve this problem. We'll see what is the player who can adapt to this position because we are watching that. I didn't planificate the team. We saw Thomas as a wingback, but as soon as Tofol and Rufus was in the team, I was watching that he was one also to play there. And he was having, a, for me, a very positive impact for the team, a very positive performance to play as a wingback. Now, without half Pipa, we need to see who can be the alternative to play uh, in the position of Turton. For me, Turton is the only player who can play as a right back with Lano Ford, but we have more alternative with, uh, with players like Aaron Rowe, with players like uh, like Sorba Thomas to come play on the right side too and to come play as a wingback or even if it's necessary to play to the line of four with Aaron Rose as right back something that he was doing the last year but I was more focused to work with him as a winger because I think can switch more his option and his skills Thanks very much Carlos, good luck tomorrow Thank you Thanks Stuart, David Anderson anything to add? Yes please uh Carlos, could I just go back to what you were saying about Rafa? Were you at Valencia? Were you at the youth team or the reserve team when he was coached there? At that moment, my career as a coach was ready to be over. Was I was I was starting to be coach at that moment, and I was playing third division Spain. But third division in Spain is, you know, like the league one here is is all over because we have more groups. So. At that moment of my career, I was knowing and feeling that as a keeper, I was in the limit of my skills. And at that moment, I was thinking that I wanted to be coach because I was inspired by people like Rafa Benitez. It's true, because they were doing an amazing work. I was at that point making the sports science degree. He did this degree, and like you start to find relation between people that you like. And I start to enjoy more coaching than be playing. That's why I finished my career as a my career, no, my 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 steps as a keeper and start my steps, no my career as a coach. Yeah. Were you at Valencia Football Club though, Carlos? He was there in Valencia Football Club. I was, but when I was when I was in Valencia Football Club, was before Benitez arrived. Ah, right. I wasn't working in the same club when he was in Valencia. But at that moment, like he, Valencia is the, the team of my, of my city. I was watching his, his work. I was watching a lot of trainings online, watching how he was working because he was one, one coach in Spain that in this moment, he changed a little bit uh, the work. He started to integrate more the world of the physical condition with the technical condition. He was like one small revolution in the in the dynamic of the training. That's why everyone that wanted to be coached start to follow the methods of the people that were like a reference at that moment.
Yeah. And as you said, um, it was wonderful success. He enjoyed with Valencia, two La Ligas, and of course UEFA Cup in, uh, in just three seasons. Tremendous. No, the work that he was doing, the title that they achieved in Valencia was just unbelievable because it's not only what they achieve. For me, it was more important with the player that they achieve his achievements because in any of the moments, they were one team that should be uh, uh, playing to, to win the league in front of Real Madrid, in front of Barcelona, in front of important teams. Yeah. But this is something that made football really nice because sometimes the performance beat expectations and this is something that everyone wants to, of course, want to achieve. Yeah, Carlos, thank you very much and good luck tomorrow. Thanks, thank David. You. Cheers. Gary Carter, anything to add, please? Hi, Carlos, you all right? Yes. Good, good. Just how much of a, almost like a hero is Rafa Benitez to you for the way he sort of influenced the way, the way, the path you've taken in football and in life, I guess? No, I think uh, when you analyze, when you are coach, you always analyze coaches. And I think of each coach, you can you can learn many things. In my case, I always say that uh, I have had the, the lucky and the option to work with, with Bielsa. That was something, one experience that anyone could have given me. And I was very lucky to come be working with him two years. So I can, I can learn more than any coach in the world I learned than from him because I was working for, uh, with him. It's true that after uh, you always follow coaches that are making a, an impact in the world. And like I say, in my beginning, in my starting, in my first steps, in my tone, when I start to coach my, my tone team, uh, Benitez was one of the most important coaches. That's why we were following his, his work. After when I continued growing as a coach, uh, Guardiola had a lot of impact in Spain and I was watching him a lot too. And like I say, after I have the option to work uh, with Bielsa, who gave me one level of knowledge that would have been impossible to achieve without me working with him. So I think every coach or the growing in the background and the, the develop of each coach is influenced by different type of coaches. Uh, so I had the, the lucky to come be working with one of the best coaches in the world. And at the same time, to come be watching many good, many coaches that have, have been making a a very good, a very good job, and always we try to follow the the work of the best coaches in the world. Are there any of the methods that you saw in Rafa Benitez's training training sessions that you've brought into the way you work, perhaps? I think in that moment, maybe in that moment of the of the football, not everyone was integrated the physical work with the tactical work and. Because we are, I cannot tell you exactly the year that I am thinking about, but maybe it's 2000, 2003 or 2004. I don't remember when exactly when Benito was in Valencia. We are going to confirm you right now to give you the right answer. Of course, it was 2001 to 2004. Yes, right, no? 2000, first, first, yeah. first La Liga, 2002, and then 2004 La Liga yeah. and UEFA Cup. So... I remember in that, in that moment, uh, the people was working physically, like with the physical coaches out of the world, and they never integrated the physical work with the tactical work. And I remember one of the steps that uh, Rafa Benitez and Paco Yastarano, who were his physical coach, did in football for me was to integrate more the tactical work with the physical work. At that time in Valencia, I remember that Valencia was developed one, four, two, one, three 
with very, being very solid in defense and using a lot of the counter-attacks, that it was something new. But I remember that he was using a lot the rotation between the players. And with one squad, he was using many players that nobody was thinking that he would use. One of his players was Cisco, who is now working in, in, in Watford. No? He was Cisco, one of the players that was working, I remember, with, with Benite. But I remember Baraja, Albelda, Mista, and many of the players that some of them didn't have a high level of well, one of the most important players at that moment in Spain. And they were performing really, really really well as a team and everyone was looking the reasons in the back of this level of winnings that they, they achieved. But in the modern training, I can tell you that he was one of the first ones who integrate the physical demandings with the tactical demandings, study a lot what were exactly the tactical demanding of his model of game and what were the physical demandings of the, his model of game. And purely from a football fan's point of view, did you sort of watch that Rafa Benitez Valencia team? From the stands, maybe. People watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching that. No, not so fun. I was watching. I am honest. I I only feel the 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 colors of the club where I was working. I didn't have. I from when I was old, young. Uh, I never have one special relation with any football club. Only when I was playing or when I was working. When I started to be coach, I remember that I was working in in Villarreal this year. I was, of course, following my club after leave Villarreal. Always, every time you leave one club, you have one special relation with the club. But after I was working out of Spain and I was just focused in the class when I was working and very focused in the class where the class were doing something different in terms of the training or in terms of the performance in the game. That was, I had a lot of feedback in many teams. I remember the Liverpool that won this competition, that was a strong team. I remember I was following, for example, Ferguson too, because in Manchester he did a very good job. And when someone is many times in the in one coach, in one coaching one club and winning titles, you are be looking for the reason that is in the back. Now, few time ago, uh, arrived the film of Ferguson in the and now has one film why he talking about his experience as a coach. And I think it's one of the best films that I have been watching as a, as a coach and say many things that for me, every young player should listen about what is the skill that you need to be to be player. After Guardiola, the impact of the national Spain national team, the Guardiola with Barcelona, after uh, so uh, or German with different coaches, always you are following. The teams are making different nice things. Now, for example, uh, you always try to have contact with Satardones. You analyze Satardones, one thing that is making amazing things in attack too. So always we have the, the ideas, and especially with internet, because before it was different, but now with internet, the, the way how you can get information from game, from the training, uh, you can be watching one training now of one thing that was working this morning. And you can be watching because it's in, in internet and you can be analyzing. And always you can be with open mind, see with things another people is doing that can help you to improve your ideas in football. So every coach for me need to be focused on this. Have your own personality, but be open to the mind to see with things you can improve or with things can inspire you to, to get different behavior in your, in your players and in your squad. So when you were watching Rafa's Valencia team, you weren't watching as a fan. You were watching as a, as a coach sort of picking up tactical little... Little points, exactly. little bits and things like that. Exactly. Watching why he did rotation and asking why they did rotation, asking why they do different drills, 
buying the videos of the, I remember that they were selling videos, VHS, yeah, yeah, yeah. VHS yeah. Of, of, of training. I remember having this video, like every course when you start that you want to know everything and you need to learn a lot. Just, just last one for me, is Rafa someone you've managed to sort of speak to over, over the course of your coaching career, maybe? Sorry? Have you spoken to Rafa? No, I never, to Rafa? I, never, I, I never have spoken with him, no. I never have spoken with him. Then tomorrow will be the first time that we we'll say hello, and that's all. But tomorrow, for me, my only important thing is not about the code that is in front of us, it's about my team and about the things that we need to do in the pitch because anything is more important for me tomorrow than to achieve a good performance from the defensive point of view and from the attacking point of view of my team. Thank you very much, Carlos. Cheers. Thanks, Gary. Uh, thanks for your patience, Jim. We'll come to you finally. Uh, hi, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, just two quick ones from me. I suppose in terms of Everton squad, I suppose the transfer market is coming up and there's going to be a chance maybe for some of those Everton players to put themselves on the shop window, the likes of Mike Feature against yourselves, the likes of Moses Keane, who's been linked with a move uh, to Roma. James Rodriguez might be available. He's linked to Newcastle and AC Milan. So as a manager, how dangerous is that to you to prepare against opposition where players might be looking for a move and might be looking to impress uh, and you're not sort of sure whether they, they might come in, the manager might throw them in? I only can be focused on the thing that depends on me, depends on me, the player that I select, depends on me to work with these players and what they Everton is going to do. Like, I don't know when I'm going to have any type of influence. I cannot be focused on this. They have many alternatives. All of them are very good players. You know, they wouldn't be in a championship in a Premier League squad. And we are going to be focused in trying to use all our strengths and reduce of our weaknesses because it's the only thing that we can control. Mm. And I suppose, Carlos, uh, in terms of uh, players, you mentioned how important it is to keep the, the spine of your squad and uh, in terms of key valuable players like uh, Lewis O'Brien at the club, uh, immense interests from Leeds and stuff like that. So in terms of, you mentioned there about being able to react in the transfer market, are there sort of contingency plans just in case if something did happen that you have covered all your angles? I think the only thing that I can tell you so far is that I appreciate a lot the, the position of the club uh, protecting the, the squad and this is something that I appreciate because for me as a club we were doing really well trying to protect our level of players and to protect the players that for me are important and I thought the effort of the club was high in this direction. Then after everything that happened in the market, always we have the scouting area that they always are open to see the options that can happen in the market in both ways. The option that we, the play that we cannot and the player that for any reason move to have always a replacement for cover every position. So I trust a lot in the work of the scouting department in this meeting. And like I told you, I, I know how effort the club did to, to keep players that could be O'Brien in the, in the team. And I suppose, Carlos, uh, lastly, for me, I suppose I asked this to Nabi Sar, and I'm going to ask you this as well. In terms of the importance of a cup run, in terms of building morale, in terms of league positions as well, do you feel that a good cup run, whether to be the FA Cup and the League Cup, has a knock-on impact in terms of the league, in terms of the both feed off each other? If you're going well in the cup, it sort of, it sort of rubs off in terms of the league as well? I think every competition that we play, we are going to respect. We respect a lot and we are going to try to play with our best option that we have at that moment. Every competition, official competition, 
is an important competition. Every time that our fans are in the stadium, we are going to try to make them feel proud about what they are watching on the team. So that's why every time we play a competitive game, it's an important for us.